0: Welcome to Entrepreneur Conundrum with Virginia Purnell, where growing entrepreneurs share how they get visible online. Hi, everyone. Today, I'm talking with Jennifer Ierson about how she helps businesses grow solid teams. Jennifer has been in human resources for over 20 years and has been a chartered professional in human resources since 2007. She holds her Master of Education in Adult Learning. Bachelor of Science and is a professional human ecologist. Recently, she has completed her registered professional recruiter studies. In 2019, Jennifer opened Kaisley Consulting and when she incorporated a husband into her life in 2021, she incorporated her business into balanced perspectives. She feels that growing companies need someone with experience to set up their employees for success. She covers all areas of HR, from hire to retire, but focuses on employee relations and setting companies up for HR success. A self-professed policy geek, Jennifer loves a good employee manual. Not completely a book nerd. Jennifer has been to all 13 provinces and territories of Canada and hopes to see more of this gorgeous country in the next few years. Jennifer has a passion for training and development of employees and has been teaching at the Northwestern Polytechnic in the continuing education department for over six years. She enjoys meeting new people and having class discussions. Quote, I learn as much from each of class as my students, unquote, and never one to turn down an opportunity to talk about human resources. Jennifer is joining us today from her home in Sexmith, Alberta. Welcome, Jennifer.
1: Thanks, Virginia. Nice to be here.
0: <laughs> it'll be fun having you on today. Like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what kind of inspired you to go out on your own and to have your own business?
1: Yeah, um, it was, I'll tell you, it was a really big, scary leap for me. Uh, I'm the kind of person that has always enjoyed the steady paycheck, didn't need to be big paycheck, but it needed to be steady. So I could kind of plan my life around it. But when I started working at the Polytech with uh, continuing education, I would see all these managers and admin staff coming in, taking my HR classes and they were trying to do HR on their own for their companies. And I, I would get little heart palpitations sometimes when they would ask me if what they were doing was okay. And, and I really started to see uh, a need for that in the in the community. And so I the stars finally aligned for me here at home and, uh, and I decided to, to take that big leap. And um, yeah, so there I was out on my own, hanging out uh, you know the proverbial shingle on the door, so. And never looked back after, right? <laughs> uh, most days, no. <laughs> any, any small business owner though, will tell you that we have our moments.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so true. So what do you like most about the
1: work that you do? I think for me, HR has just seemed to be my calling. I I didn't go looking for HR. It found me um, when I was much younger and it just sort of drew me into it. So I started off recruiting and uh, I got to travel a lot. And that was really exciting for me to be able to get paid to travel And then one of my supervisors one day said, you know, you really should learn some more about this and get uh, deeper involved into HR. And and so I said, sure, why not? And the deeper involved I got, the more I, I loved it. And I just sort of said, wow, this is this is something else for me. And growing up, I'd never heard of human resources. It wasn't something that I had been used to. And it just kind of fell into my lap. And I'm really glad it did, because Anytime I've tried to leave, it just keeps calling me back and pulling me back into it. And and I love it. So, you know, I'm not going to leave it again.
0: (laughs) And that's a huge key, right? Like finding something that you love.
1: Yes. And I was, I was thinking of that statement the other day and and I've thought about it a lot in the last month. You know, people are always saying, you know, find something you love to do and you'll never work a day in your life. And and I think that's bull. (laughs) Uh, And as a business owner, it's absolutely bull. Um, You know, work is work and no matter what you do and how much you love it, it's still going to be work, but it's work that I love and it's work that I enjoy doing. And I certainly don't mind putting the the time and the hours into it. And I think that's the difference is that while it is still work, it is something that I'm willing to put more time and more hours into in order to keep, you know, learning and helping my clients. I'm forever signing up for a class or a course or to uh, attend a training session. And and I'm always wanting to... um, Much to my husband's chagrin, uh, I'm usually taking work with me on holidays that I'm editing or I'm, you know, doing stuff in the vehicle while we're driving. I I set it aside at the campground, but, you know, I I make very productive use of that to and to and from time. (laughs) So much for communicating, hey?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So what's a common mistake that you're seeing a lot of your clients making
1: yeah, I think one of the biggest mistakes I see is in hiring, um, and when a company goes to, to hire somebody, um, in my opinion, they don't put enough time and effort into the hiring process. You know, they'll pop their ad up, or they'll, you know, put the help one and sign up in the window, and then they don't take a lot of time interviewing the people that come in, and a lot of times, they don't put a lot of time into the actual ad itself, and I think if you talk to most small business owners, if you said to them, you know, hey, would you spend $40,000 without doing any research? You know, they wouldn't. Right. If if I gave you $40,000 to spend, you'd be like, OK, I need to, you know, find out what which product is going to be the best for me. Um, and when I tell people when, our, when I'm helping with recruitment, you know, if you think about hiring an employee like that, 40,000, 50,000, you know, 40,000 is based on minimum wage. But if you think of that investment, that money coming out of your company, you really should spend more than 10 or 15 minutes, you know, making that decision on who your new employee is going to be. Um, And so I try to equate it to doing research for buying, you know, a product for the same amount of money and, you know, just getting them to to feel that this is. It shouldn't be like a disposable thing, right? You know, like, oh, if it doesn't work out, I'll let them go during the probationary period. You want to put the time and investment up front, and then you won't need to worry so much about that probationary period. And I think companies need to spend time focusing on, you know, that job ad and the job description and what that looks like so that they're attracting the right people. And then that will help with the hiring process. So I think that's sort of one of the biggest things I see a lot of companies do is just not spend enough time in that area for sure. So speaking of
0: doing like customer research or your employee research, Mm -hmm. who's your your ideal client?
1: My ideal client is a small business, uh, less than a hundred people, somewhere between 15 and, um, you know, 75 is perfect. I really enjoy working with women-owned businesses. For some reason, we just, you know, click a little bit more. Um, I guess a lot of times I'm finding that the, the women business owners, they're calling HR because they, they know they don't know enough. And a lot of times, uh, I don't find that from some of my other clients, uh, which... <laughs> which can be tricky uh, when they call and they say, I need your help. But then they, you know, they're not necessarily calling for the right reasons. You know, they're calling to fulfill an obligation of some sort. <laughs> Whereas I find that a lot of the female business uh, owners are very much calling because, you know, they're like, I'm not an HR expert. I'm not a payroll person. I'm not a this. And and they're, they're looking for that, that help. So I think that's probably why we're a great match. Gotcha. Yeah. So
0: you help companies with... So like recruitment, fulfilling positions in the company. You also help them write like their HR manual.
1: Yeah, essentially, you know, if you take a large company that has an HR department um, and you, you know, just kept funneling it down and funneling it down, that's what I do as an HR consultant. So I help with every little piece and aspect of HR, just on smaller scales. So we can start with recruitment, we can move into policies and policy manuals, employment agreements. We always have, of course, employee engagement and employee relations. There's always going to be an issue come up uh, that needs to be dealt with. You know, I help out with investigations. um, I help out with WCB information, all kinds of great stuff. So it it literally is uh, like my catch line says, you know, from hire to retire and everything in between. So it's it's helping. um, There's sort of eight different areas that HR covers, and I can help my clients with all eight of those areas, including the training and development piece. So yeah, really, really broad areas that we cover. And areas
0: too, that I, especially as like, let's say a smaller business owner growing their company.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, we're all experts in our own field and that's why we went into that particular area. Um, And, you know, I think a lot of people, because they're not aware of all the little pieces that go along with it, that's why, you know, they're seeking out some, some help, you know, things as simple as, you know, I was talking to a business owner um, a couple months ago and, you know, she said, yeah, I, I got got hit with a big bill the other day. And I said, oh, what, what was it for? And she said, well, I didn't realize I had to pay my employees vacation pay. And so she got hit with a, a big bill for that. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that's something that you should have been aware of, you know, kind of from the very beginning when you brought in employees and, you know, someone else that I know had uh, had an issue with WCB, and they didn't realize that they had to have WCB for their employees. And so, you know, it was a bit of a scramble to get The account set up because it was after somebody had got injured at work. So, you know, things like that, that, you know, business owners may not always be thinking about because maybe they didn't have to think about it before. If you were working for someone else, someone else took care of it. So you didn't have to think about, you know, who do I go to to get benefits? How do I make sure that, you know, when the taxes do come off the employee's paycheck? How does it get to the government? So things like that, that a lot of uh, small business owners may not necessarily be, you know, on, at the top of their radar or the top of their to do list. Mm-hmm. For
0: sure. Yeah. So do you work with just people within your like geographical region
1: or like, let's say, like around where you live? Or do you kind of work? Primarily, I work in, I'll say, like a hundred kilometer radius of, uh, of Spexman, but I have also had clients in Nova Scotia and Prince Edward Island. Uh, I recently had a contract in Slave Lake and I'm hoping to move into northeast uh, BC in the next little bit as well, because Human resources, and I think everyone's comfort level now with Zoom and you know online technologies has just made it accessible uh, to more people, other than those just within a, a short geographical drive of uh, of home. So in
0: essence, like you can work with anyone within Canada. Yes. Do you do you think that? The HR aspect would be a lot different working with those, let's say, in the states.
1: Absolutely. In Canada, we have, I mean, each province has its own employment standards and its own human rights, but they're all relatively the same. You know, there's maybe some different holidays, different timelines, things like that, but they're all roughly the same. Uh, In the states, it varies uh, by state and it can vary widely by state as to what Um, you know, minimum standards are, how you have to pay your employees, what the minimum hours of work are, those kinds of things. So each U.S. state um, is very specific. So, I mean, if one of my clients said, you know, tomorrow, hey, we're expanding into, you know, Montana, what do we need to do? I could certainly do the research and, uh, you know, figure it out for them and help them out with it. But um, my primary, um, you know, circumference would be in Canada for sure. Your more comfortable jam would be in Canada. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't enjoy going to the States. I want to stay in my own country. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what are a couple of big goals that you're looking to achieve in the next year or two?
1: Yeah, so one of my big goals um, is I'm hoping to sort of, I guess, double my staff here uh, <laughs> to two. To, so me plus another person uh, full time in the next year or two, going through I've been going through, you know, ups and downs and growth. So I grow a little bit and then a little bit back and then grow a little bit and a little bit back. And that's just how much work I can personally handle. So it's been a bit of a journey trying to figure out exactly what I need. Do I need a second HR person or do I need an admin person? And I finally decided I need an admin person, somebody to help keep me on track. And then to go along with that, one of my my other big goals that I'm working on now is a a 90 day program that I don't have a name for yet, <laughs> but essentially what it's going to be is one on one work with a client, and it'll set them up from you know start to finish with their full HR program. So we'll meet you know weekly or biweekly, and each each session that we meet will work on a different component or a different piece of their HR toolkit. So not only will I be you know, helping them get the documentation ready, but we'll also be doing a lot of sort of one-on-one learning and mentoring so that they are now, you know, maybe not as fully, uh, you know, as deep into HR as I am, but they have a really good knowledge that they'll be able to do a lot of the work on their own going forward. And so I really want to hand them that tool and that ability to, to do it on their own. So that's my next big project. So is that a done for you or a done with you? Uh, It'll be done with me. So we'll, we'll spend time every week together and then they'll have some homework. Uh, Don't tell. And then, then we'll come back and we'll discuss it the next week. And all along, I'll be providing them with templates and different, you know, pieces of material to take with them. But, you know, it needs to come from them, uh, I think in this particular case. And so I want it to be very much in, in their language and their wording. So they're going to have to do a lot of the work for it, but I'm going to give them all my knowledge to do it. (laughs)
0: so it's like a mentoring done with you
1: yeah 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 but for the for the actual business owner themselves, not the not the admin person (laughs) can't turn (laughs) that one off
0: (laughs) (laughs) exactly so how would that goal change your business
1: I think it would it would change my business because it will allow me to spend a little bit more one-on-one time with the actual business owners So right now, uh, a lot of the time I'm engaged to do something, I go and do my piece and then I just send them the finished product. So I'll create the policy manual and then I'll send it off to them and, you know, they'll review it and say yes or no, but this way we'll spend a lot more time together. So getting to know their business a little bit deeper and getting to know a little bit more about the issues that are out there in their fields and to, to have a better understanding of what their company is going through. Gotcha.
0: What do you think's the biggest roadblock for that stopping you or getting in your way from from getting that program out?
1: A time. <laughs> There's only 24 hours in a day and <laughs> You're um, supposed to sleep eight of them. <laughs> I know that's what they tell me. And I do I do. I even tried getting up an hour earlier one month just to see if I could, you know, get an extra hour into my day and I would be falling asleep by two in the afternoon. So that didn't <laughs> that plan didn't work well. But, uh, you know, right now, I think uh, time is the, the biggest struggle. Um, and it's just a matter of You know, I'm, I'm pretty well at capacity with work and with clients. And so finding the time in between clients to work on the next big project is a a bit of a struggle at this moment, a good struggle to have because I am at my max, but, but still a bit of a struggle. And I'm sure other people who uh, own businesses know what that's like, you know, you get there and you're busy and you're like, yes, this is great. And then you're like, but I don't have time to work on the next thing. So, yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure there's lots of listeners that can totally relate.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely.
0: (laughs) So what do you do to get in front of your ideal clients?
1: Most of my clients have come from word of mouth. So I've been really lucky since I opened my business that the people who knew me as an HR for, you know, companies specifically, have from the moment I hung up my shingle in recommending people to me and and telling people you've got to call Jennifer, you know, she, she knows her stuff. She'll do a great job. So word of mouth has been absolutely fantastic Uh, during COVID when everybody was closed down and, and I was just under a year in business at that time myself. And I went on every Zoom call, every chat group, everything I could possibly do to help other empl- other employers to get the word out as to, you know, what they needed to be doing during that time and uh, and just have tried to continue a little bit of that, you know, just helping out wherever I can, providing, you know, sitting in on a talk like this or, you know, joining another organization just to be able to to share the news a little bit. I love being on Facebook and posting on Facebook. I've done some really bad TikTok videos in the last little <laughs> while as well. And, uh, and I try and uh, make sure to update uh, LinkedIn for the business folks and then Instagram for those who are just there for a little bit of fun and some humor. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. Because HR uh, isn't always seen as uh, fun. I know people are like, oh, you know, here comes the fun police. And, (laughs) you know, I, I'm trying to let people know that, you know, HR is fun, and HR can be fun. And, you know, we do have a good sense of humor. And yeah, so I use Instagram and TikTok to, to get that word out.
0: You could totally incorporate your company culture and, and stuff like that into your HR policies. You have <laughs> to be so so stiff collar.
1: Absolutely, and that's uh, one of the things that I try to do when I work with clients is uh, I send out a, a questionnaire, and one of the questions is, you know, asking them what kind of a company do they have, you know, and and I use several different questions to get them to describe it because. Not every company needs, uh, you know, policy 1.1.1.2A and sub- subsection C, you know, you don't need that. And when I tell people, you know, you don't have to have it written like that. A lot of times they're they're shocked, you know, they're like, but I thought I had to. And I'm like, no, you know, we can make this super fun and super easy and put little cartoons in. And, uh, you know, I put little little snippets in, you know, when we talk about maternity leave, if, if your company is a very much a you know, kind of relaxed vibe, you know, one of the things that I've said in the maternity leave, leave one is that, you know, as soon as you let us know, you know, that you'll, that you're expecting, you know, there'll be a round of hugs, and, you know, celebrations and emails, and then we'll get to the paperwork, you know, just to let people know that, you know, we're, we're more concerned about you than we are about, you know, getting some of the, the I's dotted and T's crossed, but it is important to set that mood when people are reading your policy manual, I think for sure. hmm
0: and i think reading one that has let's say personality would be huge even just for that new employee and what to expect coming into the company or even just that company culture
1: aspect right Absolutely. And, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm a professed, you know, policy geek. I love reading policy, but I know that's not most people's (laughs) jam. And so I want them to read a document that they're going to read, understand, and, you know, maybe not enjoy, but at least, you know, walk away going, all right, that wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to (laughs) be. They'll probably remember more of it. That's right. Absolutely. They will remember more of it. And they'll actually go back to it and and remember, you know, where things were, they're like, oh, yeah, I remember that they talked about that. Um, so that's my goal when I write those. That's fun. It's
0: <laughs> like, oh, it was by that picture. Wait, where's that picture? <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. Exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so what's the best advice you have ever received?
1: Yeah, I I thought about that before I came on. I was like, okay, she's gonna ask me. And I don't know if someone gave it to me, um, or if I read it somewhere. But the best advice that I've Ever used personally, and the best advice I think I've ever given to people is simply the statement because I am not afraid. And many many years ago i uh, I left a job in provincial government and I packed up my belongings and I moved to a very small town in uh, in Nunavut and people were just shocked, you know they were like, oh, my gosh, like, why, you know, why, why would you do this? Why are you doing this? And I just kept saying, because I am not afraid. And I think that's a mantra that's held well for me. And I think more people sort of need to embrace that, you know, just just do it, right? You know, what's the worst that can happen and and go for it. And yes, that's my advice is, you know, just, just do it and, and don't be afraid. Or even if you're scared, just do it anyway. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And don't let it hold you back. (laughs) That's right. Don't let the fear hold you back from doing it. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So now that you use that
1: for your best advice ever given, what am I supposed to ask you for that one? (laughs) (laughs) I guess the other advice that you could give people is, I think my my one regret um, with owning my own business is, you know, as people say, you know, I wish I had done it a little sooner, and maybe, you know, maybe a few years sooner would have been good. So yeah. So in other words, don't let the fear stop you. Yeah, just do it. You know, not to sound like a Nike ad, but yeah, just do it. Just go ahead and, <laughs> you know, try it out, see what happens. And, uh, you know, it's, it's great to have a backup plan, but just take that jump and, and go for it. I think most of the time with anything, you know, new job, new business, new company, new location, whatever it is, just, just do it. Just try it. That's fun. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So is there anything that you wanted to share with us that we haven't talked about yet? No, I think just like I said, I just want people to understand that, you know, human resources doesn't have to be the fun police. We're there to, to help business owners, uh, you know, guide, right? And part of my job in as Balanced Perspectives, and this is part of why I have the name, is uh, one of my clients said to me, you always provide um, perspective to us and you, you always give us a couple of alternatives. And so I'm trying to balance the needs of the employees with the needs of the employer. And I think it's important that companies know that, you know, I'm not just on your side as the, you know, the person who's paying my bill, but I'm also on the side of the employees making sure that they get a fair shake and a fair deal in this. I always want to try and um, create that balance so that everybody is happy at the end of the day. And, and I think people quite often just sort of think, well hr is only you know on the side of the employer and they're only there to stop the employees from having fun and that couldn't be further from the truth you know i'm the first one to you know put my hand up to go for a lunch or a coffee break or you know something like that and you know i have a very mm, dark <laughs> twisted sense of humor that i love to show you know in the workforce and and it comes out and so i think people you know, really need to to understand that, you know, not every HR person is a stick in the mud and HR can be very helpful uh, and approachable. And I think that's a key to to being in business for me is that people have found me approachable and down to earth and not, um, you know, not someone that they would avoid, but someone that they would be willing to go for tea with and, and have a chat or a glass of wine. <laughs> Five o'clock somewhere, right?
0: Absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you, Jennifer, for being here with us today. Where can people go to find out more about you and what you do? Yeah.
1: Um, so, one of the two best places would be to go to LinkedIn and look up either Jennifer Ierson or Balanced Perspectives. And then the other one would be to go to the website, um, www.balanced perspectives.ca, and uh, check out what, what I've got. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Virginia. It's been been great. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Thanks for being here with us, Jennifer. Have a great day. Yeah, you too. Bye.
0: Thank you so much for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe and leave some love through a review. And I'll catch you on the next episode.